I must say that, I mean, everybody who's honest, who started supply chain, uh, let's say, three de decades uh, ago, like me, uh, and is honest, uh, should say that at, at, at that period, uh, uh, I mean, you would go in supply chain because nobody wanted to go into it. <laughs> so, so nobody else wanted to go into it. So, so that's how I fell into it, because my, my male colleagues didn't want to go into it. And then I loved it. I really loved it. And, and I thought it was much more. And then, of course, the supply chain, what is supply chain today and the knowledge and the, and the, that there is around supply chain is much higher today than there was 30 years ago. You're listening to Transform Talks, a podcast about global supply chain transformation. I'm Maria Villablanca, co-founder and CEO of Future Insights Network, a fast-growing network of over 130,000 supply chain and manufacturing executives worldwide. Now on this show, I'm going to be interviewing and having conversations with some of the biggest names in supply chain and business, where we're going to be discussing topics around digitization, transformation, leadership, technology, business models, diversity, sustainability, and much, much more. Welcome back to Transform Talks. Today, my guest is Francesca Gamboni. Francesca is a supply chain executive with over 30 years of experience in supply chain management, manufacturing, and procurement. In her time, Francesca has worked in a diverse number of industries, including automotive, pharma, oil and gas, pulp and paper, aerospace, aluminum, and cosmetics. Throughout her career, she's worked for some of the biggest names in the world, such as PwC, Robert Bosch, Renault-Nissan, L'Oreal, and PSA Stellantis. I'm really happy to have been able to get Francesca on the show because for years she's been a reference point for all of those wanting to get into the industry, especially for women, who like Francesca are looking to blaze their own trail in this sector. With that being the case, we decided to focus this episode on Francesca's career. The hope is that you'll be able to apply some of her learnings in your own professional journey. As for the specifics, well, Francesca and I discuss what has been behind her success, the best way to manage diverse teams, and the advice she has for the next generation of supply chain leaders. I hope you enjoy. Hello, Francesca. Welcome to Transform Talks. Thanks for being here. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Before we get going, I know that you're Italian and you live in Paris. Uh, how long have you lived in Paris? I've lived for the last uh, 20 years in Paris and I love it. Yeah. But what do you miss from Italy? Do you miss anything? Uh, I miss the people, although I like uh, French people, but a uh, different culture. So I love, uh, I, I, miss, I miss my country. Um, I miss some food, uh, the food uh, in a way, although French cuisine is wonderful. Uh, I don't miss much. I mean, I would say I miss the people, I would say. Uh, yeah, well, Italians were kind of like a separate breed. I'm half Italian, so, you know, we, uh, we speak in a different volume. We speak in a different volume and in a different way. So, Francesca, can I hear a little bit about how you got started in the supply chain industry? How did you get into it? Well, in fact, uh, I mean, uh, 30 years ago when I started, it was just by accident. I fell into it. Uh, I must say that, I mean, everybody who's honest, who started supply chain, uh, let's say, three de decades uh, ago, like me, uh, and is honest, uh, should say that at, at, at that period, uh, I mean, you would go in supply chain because nobody wanted to go into it. <laughs> so, so nobody else wanted to go into it. And basically, supply chain was everything that purchasing, that procurement and manufacturing didn't want to go to, to do. It was basically the trash bin of of procurement and and manufacturing at that period. So you would go because nobody else wanted to go. So so that's how I fell into it because my my male colleagues didn't want to go into it. And then I loved it. I really loved it. 
and, and I thought it was much more. And then, of course, the supply chain, what is supply chain today and the knowledge and the, and the, that there is around supply chain is much higher today than there was 30 years ago. 30 years ago, it was just, okay, what, what you don't want to do, uh, let's put it in supply chain. Yeah, I, I get you. I think my, my, my first job outside of college after university was in sourcing, procurement, supply chain, manufacturing, all those areas. And it wasn't a pretty part of, uh, of the business end, was it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and all my male colleagues, uh, they thought it wasn't the serious stuff. It was more serious manufacturing and procurement. So let's, let's leave uh, this stuff that we don't know what it is, but definitely is not, is not, uh, is not serious. Let's leave uh, our uh, female colleague do it. So over a career of 30 years, I'm sure that you've seen quite a lot. You've worked in different types of industries. What do you think... Um, keep you know help to keep you in the industry for so long again i love i love supply chain i really love supply chain and the reason for which i love supply chain is because really you need to be uh, you need to have uh, uh, you need to love diversity first of all you need to be good at managing diversity and when i talk about diversity i don't talk only about gender diversity cultural diversity all sorts of diversity industry diversity because fundamentally supply chain goes from customer to customer passing through the whole uh, so from customer demand to customer satisfaction passing through the whole company and then there is an ecosystem also uh, uh, to manage uh, uh, outside because supply chain now needs to be considered it always used to be considered but it has to even more it became more important has to consider as an ecosystem so you need to manage also your suppliers and your customers in that sense you need to uh, uh, let's say integrate them within your supply chain. Having said that, then you need to love diversity. You need to love managing diversity. You need to love understanding, listening different cultures, and 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 understanding how other people interact or or react differently. Uh, uh, and that's something. It's it's a talent uh, that you need to have, or if you don't have, that you need to develop. It's a competence that you need to develop which is something I've always loved. And, and that's why I remained in supply chain for many, many years. Uh, also in terms of, of personality, I think it fits uh, a bit my personality. Uh, there are, there, are, um, there is, is a kind of, uh, I, I don't know how to find the right, the right term, but it's a, it's a bit of an Italian term, but it's a bit, you need a bit of a bittersweet personality. Uh, you need to be on one hand fearless and on the other hand data-driven. Uh, you need to be passionate, but then cold-blooded when it's a matter of crisis. Uh, so you need to be visionary, but very pragmatic when it's a matter of execution. So really, you need to have the opposites of different, uh, of different, uh, uh, let's say, of your, of your different extremes of your personality. And I guess it matches with my personality and the way I am. I absolutely love the way that you described the sort of opposite ends of characteristics that you need because you do need to be visionary but you also need to be pragmatic i love the element of being cold-blooded what you mean by that is that you need to remain absolutely clear calm precise in the face of crisis and adversity and the last couple of years have certainly given us quite a lot of crisis and adversity but you know one of the questions that i get asked a lot is um, what kind of skills will the supply chain executive of the future need? And especially with, you know, the world not being normal uh, or what is normal and technology advancing, what would you say to that? What do you think are the kind of critical skills that are needed to operate in supply chain moving forward? 
I think you need to be, uh, uh, again, it's very important, managing diversity, I think, and which, which for me is a skill, is a competence. Uh, it's, it's very important being able to manage diversity across, across as I said, across uh, cultures, across uh, regions, but also across cultures, across uh, industry, for example. Uh, as you know, I have, and, and being open and being listening and being capable of learning and being capable of progressing. As you know, I, I have uh, changed many industry sectors. This is quite abnormal. Uh, it's not normal for, especially for automotive, uh, uh, let's say, profiles. And uh, the, the normally automotive people tend to stay in the automotive industry. And of course, when you change, uh, it's, it's demanding because you get out of your comfort zone and basically, uh, and basically you pass from being a top talent to be a top incompetent, uh, fundamentally just in one day. And, and the reason for which I changed uh, uh, industry sector uh, so often and I changed the, is to feed my toolbox, feed my toolbox of best practices, because I believe that no industry uh, has the monopoly of best practices. And, 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 uh, and, and fundamentally, uh, is, is, uh, I mean, you can be a genius, you can be creative uh, one day, but no one can be a genius and creative uh, many days. And by and by uh, within the application, uh, you, the key is the application. So basically, learning from an industry and applying to another industry sector uh, best practices of certain parts of processes. Because again, uh, every industry has developed certain part of the process, uh, best practices of certain part of the process, which were important for them. So, so again, uh, uh, but to do that, uh, you need to have humility of learning, of listening, of being open. Because when you go in another industry, you have a, you're like in another planet. You're fundamentally, they have another culture, they have another value, and, and, and specifically when you change industry. When I change from the automotive to the FMCG, from, from the automotive going to L'Oreal, it was just going on another planet. And, and, and really people were thinking differently, had different cultures, different values, different, uh, different way of of approaching problems, different way of seeing uh, teamwork, different priorities. And, and, and you need to have the humility to listen, uh, to look, to observe, not to act immediately, but just to look, to observe, to communicate, and to find, to learn the language, to be able to communicate. And that I think it's, it, it's very important. So coming back to your question, I think you need to be open. I think you need to be able to manage diversity. I need to be, you need to be listening. You need to be uh, have humility uh, or, and, and, and getting out of your comfort zone and being comfortable out of your comfort zone, basically. And that's basically, I think, the skills or the, the, that you need to go forward. And then again, we know that, that, that what's important, that what will be, uh, uh, let's say, uh, today, we know that what, what will be the key, uh, uh, let's say, uh, topics that we will have to, uh, let's say, uh, uh, manage. Uh, or, or we'll, we'll have to jump in is digitalization, which was not there 30 years ago when we started. So there are lots of themes around the digitalization, lots of themes and digitalization. Again, when we talk about digitalization, we're talking about ecosystem. Nobody spoke about ecosystem in the past. There was only talking about the single company. Today, there are lots of initiatives, for example, in the automotive of connecting with the, all the ecosystem. These are all new. They are great. It will allow to reason as an ecosystem. Then we have, for example, sustainability. Sustainability is key. Uh, it's not the, uh, the business of uh, Mr. Mr. or Mrs. Sustainability Director. 
it's everybody's business because it's embedded everywhere. And, and, and we all need to think in a sustainable way and what is our contribution and how we can improve that. Then we have AI. AI is important. Uh, our customers, for example, I see it more in the demand side. Our customers are, are, are changing. Uh, we need, uh, we need uh, uh, a system who is capable of uh, uh, understanding how our customers are thinking, how people are thinking, and how people are uh, 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 believing and thinking and translate this into prediction on how they're going to act and how they're going to buy. And these are all things, these are all new for us supply chain uh, managers. But if you're open, if you're humble, uh, if you have humility, you're open, you're comf comfortable out of your comfort zone and you're capable of managing diversity, whatever this means, I think you have the skills to succeed. Um how do you think is uh, the impact of the last couple of years of COVID, how do you think that's hit the supply chain sector, uh, the career even of supply chain? Well, uh, it has, apart from being two years quite uh, stressful, uh, depending then on the industry sector, but I guess from, from, for every industry sector, but it did put, it did put the supply chain uh, people on the map, finally. So uh, we, were, we were, before I remember when I joined, uh, uh, company in, in the automobile. I remember my boss telling me, uh, uh, if I don't hear anything from you, then it means it's, uh, uh, then I'll be happy. So, I mean, I, if I haven't uh, heard anything. That was, uh, that was supply chain. Supply chain was, was, was not a business partner. It was, was just, uh, I mean, uh, something you, you didn't want to hear about. And, and, and it meant everything was, 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 was going well. To become now the advisor and the and the and the and the right arm of the of the CEO, which is where it should be, because I think supply chain is truly transversal. As I said from customer to customer, from customer demand to customer satisfaction, and it's the only function together with finance, of course, which is truly transversal and oversees the whole company. We have a privileged view, which means it comes with responsibilities, obviously, because also finance has this privileged view. However, finance doesn't have any operational level, whether we have operational level. So finance is going to say, oh, we have hit the mountain. We can say we're going to hit the mountain, so let's avoid it. And let's, uh, let's all, uh, 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 let's say, change the, the, the route and avoid the mountain. So, so fundamentally, we have a real, uh, uh, let's say, uh, we have a real strategic, uh, um, uh, let's say, importance within uh, the company. And of course, I do think that we manage this short-term uh, the short-term horizon. So on the short-term and sometimes medium-term horizon, I think supply chain is piloting. We are, as, as, as I used to say within, and also uh, we were said within the auto, we are the chef d'orchestra, we are the orchestra director. And we are in the short-term, the, 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 the leaders and the pilots of, of, for the companies, we are the leaders in that horizon. So we need to uh, uh, have the place and the, and the, and the necessary uh, position to be able to uh, to really perform in that in that horizon, and of course this has been given by the crisis. Uh, I mean, too bad we had to go through a crisis, but again, as somebody says, uh, let's not waste a good crisis. And and for supply chain, I think it did raise uh, a lot the importance and also the value that that supply chain can create. I yeah, I I think that is exactly the case. We have an opportunity. Hopefully we'll see more CEOs from a supply chain background because I think that the uh, a company is as strong as its supply chain, especially, you know, in many sectors. 
in many industries, a strong supply chain equals a strong business, right? And it's a competitive advantage as well. Yeah, absolutely. I always thought, I mean, if somebody wants to know uh, how the company is going to perform uh, in the short term, they should ask the supply chain, who knows everything and supervises and pilots the whole the whole processes. I mean, that's that's the kind of of, of function that is aware of what's going on and what needs to be done. Completely. Um, I want to move a little bit to talking about again, sort of past and future together. How important has uh, the role of mentorship been to you in your own career? And because I've seen that you, you know, have touched a lot of individuals in your career as well. But how important has it been to you to be a mentor, but equally to receive mentorship? And how important is it for the future generation of supply chain and business leaders? I think it's uh, it's very important. Uh, And particularly, I think uh, it's also important for and I want to touch, uh, um, uh, let's say, a topic which is quite important, is uh, close to my heart. Uh, I think it's very important for, uh, for women entering in the, in the uh, supply chain. Uh, I say this because I think that my role also as a woman has been quite important for giving, uh, for, for helping other women daring and believing that it was possible. Uh, what I see still uh, is a lack of self-confidence uh, which obviously mm, blocks a bit the possibility for women to go to go further. Uh, whether they have all the, the capabilities to do so, it's just that they don't believe in themselves and they don't believe that uh, that they can uh, they can have a leadership uh, position in in, uh, in supply chain. So I think it's very important the role of uh, of uh, and I think we have a responsibility and I feel a responsibility on it uh, in in, uh, in on this topic. Uh, and it's been important also for me, uh, the role, uh, the, the, uh, I had great bosses, uh, I must say, um, maybe one or two, uh, not, 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 uh, uh, didn't go fantastic, but the majority, the majority, the great majority, I had great uh, bosses who have helped me, giving me feedback, giving me the right uh, feedback, uh, supporting me giving me uh, self-confidence, giving me also the possibility, taking risks on me, uh, and giving me the possibility to show what I could do, what I could bring, uh, what I could bring on on, on the table, and and, and also great, uh, great feedback. I remember bosses telling me, but why do you give, I remember one boss particularly, who was a great boss uh, that I had, and, and he was telling me, but why do you give yourself targets higher than the ones I give you? He said, you don't need to. What do you have to prove? Why do you have to continue proving that, that you're, you're capable? You are smart. You're clever. I mean, but why do you have to go further? I said, well, I need this adrenaline. I need to prove that I'm better of, to, what, uh, to what you are asking me. And, 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 and I think it was an extraordinary boss uh, that, I, that I really appreciated. And, you know, moving forward to the future of supply chain, as we talked about, you know, I believe that we hopefully will see more C-level executives because although we may be seeing more women coming into the supply chain sector, we're really missing them in the more senior positions, whether that's through, uh, like you say, not believing in yourself or, or support within an organization, uh, career paths and flexibility in an organization. Um, what's your last piece of advice for the young talent in supply chain 
as to why it's important to stay the course and, and work in this career? Well, I think, I think it's the most exciting uh, job in the world, uh, supply chain, because you really, uh, you really, again, you really get to see uh, the whole company. You really get to see, it's, I think it's the closest job you can have to a CEO job, fundamentally, because again, on the short-term horizon, you're basically piloting the company and taking the decisions. And it's a, and it's a, it's a uh, uh, let's say, uh, it's a sequence of, of, of decision-making, which is basically the job is a sequence of project and a sequence of decision-making, which is, uh, which is the role of the, of the, um, uh, of a CEO in a company. So I think it's, it's a very exciting uh, job. Um, it's a very diverse uh, and different job. It changes uh, all the time. You need to, again, stand, you need to be resilient. So you need to stand uh, crisis and stress because that's quite often uh, the case. You need to import stress and export serenity to your team, uh, which is important because, again, uh, 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 exporting uh, outside uh, stress it doesn't it doesn't help it's not uh, it's not what you're asked to uh, so you need to really work on yourself on 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 your soft skills and and how you manage uh, um, and how you manage uh, stress and how you manage to cope with being a visionaire but also uh, bringing results in the short term uh, how you cope to with different way of doing things which are still uh, let's say good ways because you need to bring innovation, you need to bring uh, cre creativity, uh, and how do you foster this? I used to give, for example, to my teams, I always used to give an impossible target, and and every year I used to give uh, an impossible target, uh, and it's a team target, so it's not a specific, I don't know, a logistics, a procurement, a manufacturing, it's really a team target, whether independently from the contribution of the business. Uh, actions and it's important and normally i choose among the impossible ones i choose the ones where we are uh, more distant from where we need to be because the competition is far ahead of us in that specific kpi now why do i give this impossible target i give this impossible target because i want the people to think out of the box i want them to use tools which are different from the ones they are used to use I want them to uh, stop, uh, not stop, but uh, you know, sometimes we get blocked in a Kaizen mode, and we don't, you know, and we continue improving, but we don't see that we need to uh, break the paradigm, you know, make a shift, uh, change, and really go out of their comfort zone. And I want them to do this because I know they are very smart and they are very, uh, uh, let's say, capable. And 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 funnily enough, by my surprise, I've always achieved the target, although I never really. In those targets, I never really, let's say, uh, uh, budget them because it was impossible. It was really a way of, uh, uh, you know, fostering, you know. But again, uh, I've always achieved them, and 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 with ideas, crazy ideas, like like delivering things with balloons, and and uh, I don't know, all crazy ideas, which I don't I don't say we have all. Uh, uh, let's say implemented, but they had the merit of being really out of the box ideas. And 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 what I what I what I draw from this uh, is is that that uh, and, uh, that again people need to be pushed, need to be put, uh, need to be challenged to think out of the box because naturally you really tend to remain in the comfort zone, uh, tend to 
do what you have always done, tend to take little risks, tend to be, and, and it's a shame because the world goes faster and because we need to, we need to really continue challenging ourselves and, 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 and take risks because, because we can, we can, and supply chain is all about taking risks, it's all about challenging yourself, it's all about uh, uh, being open uh, and, and managing diversity and, and, and in the way of thinking. I completely agree. Francesca, this is all the time we've got, but before I let you go, I'm going to ask you the question I ask everybody at the end of my show, which is if you could recommend a book or you know, people, uh, any book, whether it's personal or business, that's had an impact on your life, then why? It's, it's a book. It's I would think of a, um, an, an old book. And now it's an old book. Uh, I think it was uh, 2010. It's the book of uh, Jim Collins, Good to Great. Uh, which I read uh, many years ago, and it did have a lot of impact uh, uh, on me, uh, on my way of working. Uh, I like the idea. First of all, it's 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 a big piece of of work of analysis uh, done, which which great, really data driven. Uh, and what I liked, what changed my my perspective was uh, the the the, um, the fact that uh, the, the the idea, the concept of uh, uh, first of the bus, of first uh, putting the people on the bus and then defining where to go, which has been driving the way I've been managing my team and my, my, my strategy going forward. Um, the, the humility of the CEOs of these of this great uh, companies, um, the fact that uh, they, the discipline, the value that was given uh, to discipline, uh, again, uh, the, the, the uh, the humility. Uh, there was one quote which I which I liked, which I made uh, uh, mine, which was a quote of Truman, I believe, uh, which was, uh, uh, "You can achieve anything provided uh, you don't you don't need to get the credit." Uh, so for it, so I think uh, all this uh, has been has been for me enlightening, and it's been driving my my the way I work, and I really like this book. Thank you so much, Francesca. Thanks for being here on Transform Talks. Thank you for inviting me. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. I do hope you gained some valuable insight from this week's episode. To stay up to date with the latest developments, be sure to follow us on LinkedIn at Transform Talks. Also, if you don't already follow me on LinkedIn, please do so now. I'm always keen to connect with supply chain and business leaders from around the world. You can find me by searching for Maria P. Villablanca. And if you're lucky, I may let you know what the P in my name stands for. In the meantime, wishing you a great week ahead. And as always, for those of you listening, I'll catch you at the next one.